world's greatest Bronze Age comic book podcast. Actually, no, let me start that again. Welcome to the world's greatest Bronze Age Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I'm your co-host, Michael, and as always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell, and today we're going to be taking a look at some of the Spidey special uh, special edition, like, department store tie-in comic books. <laughs> yeah! We, we still uh, have a few more of these to go, so uh, yeah. sit tight, folks. We'll get through these. But anyway, joining us as I feel like these are the, I feel like these are the worst issues to read, but probably the most fun to talk about on the podcast. So I have to agree. This is going to be a fun agree. one. Yep. Uh, and joining us as usual is G.I. Jolie. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> All right. Hello. <laughs> Compliments of the Jones Store Co. All right. So anyway... Bex Luther is also here. Hi, Bex. Do you think that they made the Jones Cola or like they're not associated with that at all? Does anyone what? know what I'm talking about? The, the Jones Soda. Uh, I know Jones Soda, but I'm not right? sure if. I don't think so. Don't maybe. Know. It looks like the exact same font. Oh, there you go. It does look. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. Not just because I just mm. can't focus on one thing at a time. Also, hello, I'm here. <laughs> With no ADD at all. <laughs> oh, and also joining us, Kev N. <laughs> Kev N. Thanks for returning, Kev. No I think we lost problem. Becca. All right. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, it's been a while, Kev. When was the last time you were on? Do you remember? 1978. Before Oof. podcasts were invented. Right before here. these Spider-Man comics yes. were even published. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, last year, I think October. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh. It's not long. Holy moly. It's really All been right. over yeah. a year? Wow. Yeah, I know. It's oh, been I think we invited time. you on, but unfortunately, work got yeah, in the way I've, one day, right? Yeah, right. a couple times it's gotten in the way. Yeah. Mm. Yikes. Oh, That's well. okay. Well, well, guess what? Work's not going to stop us because we got to review some supplemental comics promoting department stores. Woo! All right. So yeah, <laughs> let's get Josh. our product placement on. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start off this episode talking about Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk, compliments of the Jones Store Company uh, in Chaos in Kansas City. So the Jones Store um, is apparently like a big department store that was just in Kansas, Missouri. Um, in the River Market neighborhood of kids, I'm reading the Wikipedia. I didn't don't uh, know this information off the top of my head. I was like, and wow, you it was, really did your research. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it was bought by um, Macy's, I think it was. Yeah, Macy's. So it was like a standalone big department store, and then it was bought up, and um, uh, it hasn't been around for years now. Uh, last time we did one of these like department store advertisement ones, they were also bought by Macy's. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they all had large chain, their own little chains or whatever, right? In those, a lot of those cities and that. I just, I remember my mom from Connecticut, same kind of thing. They had their own little stores like that, and then they were bought out. So, must oh, really? Be Interesting. Theme. I didn't yeah. see some Connecticut. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Fascinating. Well, all right. So, yeah. So, Josh, do you want to tell us what this one's about? Sure. I mean, okay. As we start off, the Incredible Hulk is uh, jumping through the air. He's uh, arriving in Kansas City, and he decides he's going to hide out in the Kansas City Zoo. I assume it's the Kansas City Zoo because it's in Kansas City. That's probably what it's called. Uh, and to get away from humans, so he goes and he takes a nap in the zebra sanctuary, and he dreams about his backstory. 
And uh, <laughs> then we see Peter Parker. He's getting into his hotel room. He's there to do a photo shoot and for the story about um, a panda that is on loan from the Chinese zoo because there was like some sort of deal with grain. I don't know. It's not important. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's a very important famous panda that's here and Peter's <laughs> there to take pictures. So um, uh, let's see what happens next. Oh yeah. So we see Craven. He is reading a paper about how the Hulk is now in town and also this panda is here. So he decides He's going to go and hunt the Hulk, and um, his first stop is the zoo. And uh, as the panda is being, like, brought out and showcased, Peter's taking pictures. Craven shows up and starts attacking the Hulk, and there's, like, a big brawl that starts breaking out. Hulk punches this the wall of the sanctuary for all of like the big cats so like all of these lions start coming out rampaging and uh peter's got to save the panda from the lions uh he swings away at the panda he plops him into a safe spot and he webs up uh a cage for the lions and saves the day there so all the people are now safe um hulk and craven continue to like run around the city now fighting like throwing trains at each other they go to like this big grain silo and hulk gets like hulk gets like tricked into jumping in and he's like drowning in the sand or the grain sorry um we get like four or five pages of advertisements and uh spidey comes in and knocks craven out and defeats him hulk bursts out of the uh Uh, out of the silo and he's so exhausted from swimming through all the rice he turns back into bruce banner which is not something i think happened i didn't think he turned back into bruce after getting tired but here we are um bruce like grabs some random clothes and like blends in with the crowd while uh Peter Parker, still in his Spider-Man attire, goes to the Jones Store Co. to buy himself a new suit. Uh, And he flies back to New York. The end. So you missed the part at the Mm -hmm. beginning where Peter goes to the Jones Store to buy a fresh new outfit because he deserves it. That's true. what ends up happening is he notices that Bruce Banner turns back into Bruce Banner has no clothes, so he gives him the clothes he just bought, and now he has no clothes, so he has to buy more right. clothes just as Spidey. Sorry, you're right, yes. Spidey in a suit. Yeah, yeah it's very fancy. Fresh gray wool suit. Yes. So, Kev, it's been a while since you've been on the show, so wh- why don't you tell us your first impression? First of all, are you familiar, are you familiar with these like giveaway supplementary promo comics yeah i had i had a few of them back in the day they would get passed around i don't know how with friends and right even then they were horrible pieces <laughs> of uh i mean i guess when you look at it, it's address it's not dressed for you know it's definitely a younger group and but right. they, there's no effort in them even when i was younger reading them i, I thought they were horrible uh, and they, I never kind of, I never got into them because I'm like, well, it's not really part of the Marvel universe or whatever. It's just you know these gimmick books, so you just kind of like whatever. But yeah, I, I'm definitely aware of them. I know there's quite a few of them. Um, they used to have some value just because you know there was only low print runs that type of thing. So it's interesting 
but thank you for my welcome back to this with these three. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So um, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. You're telling me that these are not six one six canon? Because I'm gonna be real <laughs> upset. Yeah. Well, you know, they're probably in there somewhere, but uh, they're just not. You know. Um, no, it's just yeah. I mean, yeah, they're probably a part of these, but they weren't the regular series, right? There was this right, right. weird one-off thing. So, um, and I remember the ones right up until the early '90s with Todd McFarlane, and uh, they had him with Calgary and uh, skating on thin ice and Captain America. Now, those obviously <laughs> the art was phenomenal. Yeah, so, amazing, you know, uh, much better than some of these. But uh, yeah, um, mm. I do recall them, and yeah, uh, that was um, thanks for this experience. It's been horrible. But um, <laughs> you're welcome. I read through Anytime. them. Yeah, yeah. It was um, one thing that's still giving me nightmares is the uh, the ads uh, with the <laughs> clothes. Um, <laughs> I would not buy any of those clothes even back then because because uh, the artist kind of got that frightening. Style oh, to it's it. horrible. Those children look like they're possessed. It's got kind of a scratchy. Like who was hired to do that? Like I don't know. It didn't look very. Uh, so yeah, no. it, that kind of. Scared me. We kind of theorized. We kind of theorized last time that it was like the the advertisement, the advertising department of like the of the department store, um, kind of like tracing over ads. But I think now looking at it, realizing that this is like from a completely different department store now, um, and the art looks the exact same from the other three i think that it was like probably the artist doing this comic and just getting extra work and like okay i'm not getting paid to you know to to do these advertisements for you too so it was like a quick trace over that's what i assume now reading so many of them and they all look the same well, that's the thing. I think I'm thinking also with them too. Is, I mean, they were smaller promotional things. They only did a uh, you know limited print run, obviously because the cost. Um, even for those department mm-hmm. stores, right? They're using licensed characters and you know having a whole story. It was kind of a unique way, of, I guess. Uh, maybe getting the, the kids there and you know mom and dad and or whatever you know to buy the clothes. But uh, yeah, I, I, there's definitely the same similar pattern. I think you're right. It was like okay, we need a bunch of ads and we need a story. Uh, let's just whip something up real quick and. You know, and I don't know. That's where I kind of got with all of them was that kind of mm. with everything, the ads, just everything with it. And the, if you want to call it a story, um, you know, with each each of the comics was that kind of let's whip it together. You know, we're only printing off 10,000. It's just for this department store. We got their check. Uh, you know, the kids well, are just going to look at it. And there you go. Now, that being said, though, what about the art? I actually thought the art in this one was pretty good. I think the art was fine. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I mean, it was. I was trying to figure out who it is. Well, here's the uh, thing. Okay, online they guess that it's John Romita Sr., but it's, I don't think so. I think this is Sal no. Sama. Mm. I see Sal Sama. Uh, yeah, yeah, or Al Mil- Milgram. Oh, I don't think Al Milgram's this good, to be honest. <laughs> no, maybe not. Yeah. Like if um, you, there's a lot yeah. of pages like uh, page digital page twelve when after the panda comes out of that van. And Spider-Man has got the half face, and Peter Peter Parker's walking away right before Craven jumps on Hulk. That shot of Peter Parker is a hundred percent Sal Buscema to me. Yeah, I, I was kind of going back and forth with it on some of the ones I was thinking from that that period. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. no, I mean, in terms of, I guess that if we're talking about some of the artwork in it, the comic itself, the art was not bad. I mean, the layouts and everything, 
you know, and, and it was your, your classic kind of your general kind of Marvel style that you saw mm. that period. Um, of the three, this is probably the one I probably like most in terms of a storyline. If, if you had mm -hmm. to actually really, I liked them. it the least. Oh, I liked it just because mm. I found it a little bit more plausible, like the connections and we can get in that when we get in the second and third one. I just found uh -huh. that, you know, Hulk, Hulk gets tired a lot. He wants the rest. Craven's a hunter. He wants that panda. Which, by the way, I found interesting. The panda bear just walked on a wooden plank, like, out in the open. And, and, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, there was, like, no safety measures. And, uh, you know, uh, they made you can see they made some little comical relief in it when Spider-Man, you know, picks up the panda bear and says, oh, you're heavier than you look and all that type of thing and, you know, all those jokes. Um, overall, yeah, I mean, the first one for me was, uh, yeah, it it was a kind of a your typical style real basic uh superhero supervillain storyline right mm -hmm. um that's how I, I i looked at it i mean and it and looking at who it was for and what it was about i think you know they whipped these together quick put a little plot together and then tried to you know keep it i like craven though i've always been a uh craven a hunter fan i don't know why i always thought his costume was kind of kind of cool i did like the fact that he was in his apartment he was still wearing it around like right. i always yeah. love that i always love that about the older comics is that no one had any other clothes it was just you know their villain wear and that type of thing right so, right uh, uh you know so <laughs> that made me maybe laugh i never uh, realized he wore ballerina shoes yeah i uh, yeah i guess he does yeah he, mm. gymnast could I think, say that. Yeah, it's kind of supposed to be like yeah mm -hmm. yeah the, Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't bad, uh, you know, in terms of the flow. I guess that was the thing, the flow. And it, um, if you call it a flow compared to some of the others. But right. overall, I mean, that's it was really hard for me to. I mean, would I recommend these? No, unless you want to for historical reference or look at some, you know, some not bad artwork or you're a fan of a particular villain or, or you know, you're a big Spider-Man fan. And you just want to have it as part of your 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 uh collection but it's overall i mean yeah, there wasn't much story there i think again it was just to sell the product you sure. know and sell the characters so for me i whipped through it uh not a lot of substance obviously um but you know the flow wasn't the flow was okay and, and i like the art it was like i said it was that kind of artwork that i i've always enjoyed yeah i, the, I love the panel the, the storytelling for yeah for in terms of the art was really good. I mean, I could basically, which, you know, I always say to you, um, if I can look through without reading, if there's no words there and I can just see each panel, I can, you know, figure out the story. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's key, you know, which is always seems to be a challenge with a lot of comics today, I find, but that definitely was there. I mean, it was definitely a flow. Like you didn't even need the words. I think I could have figured it all out. Right. Basically. And maybe that's what they should have done. Maybe just kept the words out and then <laughs> kids could just look at the cool pictures. Okay. So, yeah, so that's, all right. Uh, okay, we got to jump around. We still got three more people. Actually, four. Jolie, what did you think of this issue? I thought it was hilarious. Um, <gasps> I don't. I hate. I hate stupid Hulk. And this was yeah, like a weird too. stupid Hulk. Like, this is just like so minuscule. But there'd be like certain ways that Hulk would say something if he was actually that dumb and it wasn't written that well. Like, Dumb Hulk was written poorly, if that's a legitimate qualm to have. Um, uh, but, I'd like, <laughs> unlike the other stories, 
from the media tie-ins that we got last time, these ones seem to be like very like A B C. Um, a being Peter needs to work. He covers the panda. The panda brings about trouble. Like that. Like that's a cat. The, the catalyst is the panda. The catalyst brings about trouble. Uh, and then um, Peter saves the day. Uh, it was like super easy to to follow and. Um, the ads weren't new to me this time, so I wasn't mm. so distracted by all the genes. <laughs> uh, yeah, though I did, it, I did think, hmm, did Izod and Lacoste ever be, were they ever amalgamated at one time? They must have been. If they had the alligator, it's still like a question I've had since the last time we did media times. But anyway, um, maybe i'll never find out uh but yeah i i really like this one anytime you involve the zoo i'm in <laughs> all right i what did you think of the art it's fine um, okay i well okay uh <laughs> i i'm gonna throw my vote in for uh salbusima bushima um i think it's him too uh i feel like if it was rumita it would the the figures wouldn't be as stocky he uh, he has a different his style his poses are different um, right yeah mm-hmm. uh, our uh sorry Ramita's style is different um and there's like this the splash page of the hulk uh, jumping in the air um the musculature is just too bulky to be Ramita. Okay. Yeah, he. I feel like he likes his muscles lean, but um, <clears throat> I don't know how to pronounce Sabashima's name. I believe so. I think it's Busema. Okay. Busema Is he Italian? Busema. Yes. Salvatore. Salvatore Busema. Which I met him at one time. You met Salvatore? Yeah, it's, it's he was Bush- here. Oh, wait, hold on a sec. Wait, Jolie, how, what is it, how is it pronounced? Uh, okay, well, if it was a C-H, it would be... Then it would be Buskema, but it's not, so it'd be Bushima or Bushema. Alright. And sorry, Kev, yeah. where did you say you met him? He was yeah. at the first Windsor Comic Con that I went to at the Cleary when it was the older what? Cleary. Okay, I was there. I don't remember uh, yeah, Sabusema being there. Yeah, he was. And I remember I wasn't a big fan at the time with his art and Peter uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, and I was like, oh, so-and-so is here. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And later on, I kicked myself to this day. I didn't go up to him and, and talk to him. Okay. Uh, because I enjoy his artwork much more. I like it now. <laughs> and yeah, Was this I'm that just... one together? Okay, wait. Was this the same year that Ty Templeton and Dave Ross was here? I'm trying to remember. Motor City Comic Con did these. They decided to come over here for okay. a couple years and run them. I can't remember. I have the original flyer somewhere. I have to dig oh, it up. Oh, that'd be great. And, yeah, I think the one yeah, I went to was 89, but anyway. It was 89 or 88. It was 89, I think. There was one there, and then the other one right after, I think they did it at Masonic Temple. Yep, I was Dale there Keen, too. Dale Keen was there, or was supposed to be there. I don't know if he Well, showed. I know Adam Hughes was there because I talked to him. Yes, yeah. Anyway, Man. that's really cool. Wow. Sorry, having flashbacks. No problem. Um, okay, let's get back to these comics. So, uh, Bex Luthor, what was your take on this one? This is your favorite one you said, right? Yeah, there's animals in it, and I <laughs> agree with Jolie. I'm a sucker for the zoo. As soon as Hulk was like, 
people don't understand me, animals understand me. I'm gonna sleep with the zebras. I was like, yeah, zebras. Mm -hmm. And I really like how the animals are drawn. I'm very easy to please. I, was, I see cute bear, I'm like, my favorite. Like the bear. <laughs> 10 out of 10 bear. Um, no, I thought it was- I thought it was fine. I thought the advertisement tie-in made- they like- He didn't just go buy new clothes. He like bought new clothes and then they were added to the story. That's different, right? Normally they're just like, can you believe these prices? I can't. And then <laughs> comic book stuff happens. But at least this one, like, he bought a new shirt and then he had to give it to the Hulk. And then he had to buy more sh clothes as, as Spider-Man? That's cool. I'd go shop here now. Maybe Spider-Man will show up. Um, I thought that was at least, like, interesting for, like, s this sort of weird, like, I don't understand why these department stores are advertising in comic books, but at least it, it worked. I don't know. I don't know what kind of, like, Marvel contract these companies had for advertising, but it just seems like really weird choice be like oh we sell clothes spider-man well it's probably to get kids to come in to get the comic and then when the parents are there then they spend money right i'm guessing though yeah but like are did. any kids going there specifically for the comic like or is it no, like the... given to them to make them go to the store yeah the you're probably... usually inserted in newspapers to promote that's true uh because uh... the comic strips were you had it good even up into the 80s if you were doing comic strips so for comic books to get in there was big. And actually, if we look at the evolution of the comic book, just quickly, that was what it was used for. It was for promotional giveaways to get people at particular stores and things. So that's what they used them for. So um, even like Famous Funnies on Parade. So they had those kind of things. So yeah, they were inserted in the newspapers and then the kids would see it and read it and look at it. And then that was a way to the ads. So you made a good point about having Spider-Man. They're probably like, oh, I'm going to go there because Spider-Man buys his suits there. So... Yeah, maybe if I go there, Spider-Man yeah. will be there. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Mom. Suit. We have to go. We need clothes. Let's go. Um, but I will say that this comic had something that none of the other ones we've read before had, and it was not a closing advertisement. It was an advertisement that I recognize for the Magnavox Odyssey 2. Oh, yes. <laughs> Where? Many hours of fun. Um, Where was which, that? Uh, it's near the bottom. Yeah. It's when the Hulk busts out of the grain. Oh, and it's, af it's after that. Mm -hmm. So okay, so fun fact. So I didn't have this. Is this like an Atari? It was one of the, yeah. They were one. Yeah. Actually, I so, think they were. They even were before them. Yeah, the Magnavox Odyssey, the first one, is the first ever home video game console before Atari, yeah. before everything in 1972. I uh, know all this because in eighth grade I did a speech on the Magnavox Odyssey. <laughs> Wow! Nice. The first oh, wow. home game console. My friend, yeah, and they had variations, yeah. And they used to put um, these things on the TV for it to change yeah, the color. Yeah, so <laughs> the Odyssey it didn't have like color or no. anything on the screen. You had it came with these sheets of plastic that you put yeah. on your TV screen that would have the pictures. What? And then behind it, oh yeah, was, like, man, the, was just pixels and like it was that's high how def. like. Yeah. Wow. So instead of graphics, it was just like interchangeable sheets of of clear plastic that you'd put on your TV. Yeah. It came yeah. with dice. It came with poker chips. Like it came with all this stuff because video game consoles weren't a thing. So they were like, "Oh, what do we do to get people to play?" <laughs> yeah. A, a a video game. Mm -hmm. So I had friends then, that had it. Yeah. That's 
Those are if they have their boxes, that's expensive. <laughs> They're extremely um, yes, very rare. <laughs> so wait, but, just to chronologically, was this before? Uh, what was that called? Pong. The, the, yeah, Pong was this before Pong. Yes. So the wow. Magnavox Odyssey was seventy-two. I believe Pong was seventy-five. Not one hundred percent sure on that. It says here uh, Pong. Yeah, Pong was originally an arcade, and then he moved it to uh, like a home yeah. So this is a thing, home. Yeah. Yeah, right. so you could play Pong, like the big cabinets and stuff. But then the, yeah, the Odyssey was... a couple was... years after, yeah. But this is an ad for the Odyssey 2, which was in like the late 70s, and did not yeah. do as well. <laughs> wow. No, they were failing by then, because you had your Atari coming out in 77 there, so... <clears throat> yeah, there was like Atari, there was... Mm-hmm. Philips had their hands in the game, there was... And then a video game Coleco. crash happens. Yeah, yeah. ColecoVision, Commodore 64 after that. Um, mm-hmm. all that stuff, but then wow. the video game crash of the late eighties happened, and then it, uh, or the the mid to late eighties, and then Nintendo showed up and was like, "Hey, but, was yeah. so yeah, it was good. What's popping? We're gonna fix it." <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- I thought that was interesting. I was like, as a kid, because like yeah, as yeah. you you associate video games with children, but this is like so early on that I don't think that these were marketed towards kids yet. It was like a, a home entertainment thing, It was thing, complete right? family, yeah. You're right, it was yeah. a complete family thing, yeah. Everyone can play. Look at mom and dad, too. Yeah. And I, I love these prices. It's $150 for the console and $30 for some of these games. Some of them That's are... a lot fi- back then. Mm-hmm. Some of these games are $50. Quest for the Rings, 50 bucks. Who does they think they are? <laughs> With those yeah. triangles and squares for the uh, <laughs> pictures, yeah. How dare they? Yeah, I know. They wow. were they they were all expensive. I had we unfortunately weren't allowed to have one. We had to have a trash eighty Radio Shack computer, and that was uh, yeah. But they were expensive. Games were expensive. I remember that they were still like they were sixty bucks then, just like now or seventy eighty bucks, whatever. So yeah, they're mm. they're never gone down really. <laughs> yeah, I know kids are like talking about like oh my game's eighty dollars. I was like yeah. They've always been $80. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hasn't changed. So... Yeah, I just thought that was cool that it was, like, not a clothes ad. Yeah, well, I'm assuming it's because they sold it in the store, too, right? Yeah, but I'm assuming the other department stores that we read things for sold other things besides jeans, but they mm-hmm. don't advertise that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, this must have been enough of a hot thing that's worth, like, putting in print to get people to come in. Right. Well, also, I think that's how they... You know, co- you know that's how they covered their prices, right? You know, obviously with cost, comic yeah. books and everything. You know, they mm. so they probably like to get a deals and stuff. You know, I know that's how all the you know, right? We, we don't see them as much as we used to. Uh, you know, that's they sold ad space, right? Magazines. So I'm probably wondering, yeah, they did that to help cut some of the costs. So I guess the final question, uh, Kev, you already said you don't recommend this. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I recommend this issue of the three. Wait, and in fact, about- jo- oh. Wait, J- Josh, Tim, you haven't really given your review, have you? You summarized it, but... Uh, That's what I was going to say. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> if there's much else I can say that everybody else, you know, hasn't said. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely the best of the three, in my opinion. The story made sense and was clear, and um, the events that are currently happening lead to the next things rather than just, like, things happening. Right. Um, 
So it's definitely the most cohesive of them all, in my opinion. But it's mm-hmm. still like a big ad for a department store that doesn't exist right. anymore. So uh, kind of like how everybody else is saying, like, it's it's a fun one. It's not something I would like go out of my way to recommend. But if you are interested in reading um, some of these like weird crossover like department store ones, this would probably be the one that I would suggest you read. Okay. Uh, G.I. Julie, what about you? Oh, I recommend it. It's super yeah? fun. Super cute. Yeah. Panda bears. <laughs> Peter shopping. Peter being generous. Peter being Peter. And also Spider-Man. But you know what I mean? I just, mm. I like this one a lot. Okay. And Bax Luthor, do you recommend it? Yeah, I liked it too. Peter is really Peter in it. He's very Peter. Like, Craven uses his Peterness against him. He's like, He's I know Peter. that he'll have to save these people, so I'm going to use that against him. Like, everyone's very in character except for the Hulk, but, like, the Hulk's kind of not really important here. But, like, Craven the Hunter, that's a cool character to mm-hmm. have in here to showcase Ooh. the kids. I give it 10 out of 10 plopped down pandas. <laughs> you know, on their butts. I'll just say this was my least favorite of the three, but I do really like the art and. I can read anything from this era featuring Spider-Man or the Hulk, so I did definitely enjoy it. I didn't think anything. Well, we've I think I've proven (laughs) that, yeah, that I can read pretty much anything. Not enjoy it, but I can read it. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I, a grown man, can read. Yeah. So yeah, this was okay, but like I said, least favorite of the bunch. So we are now gonna jump to the next one, which is this is one I actually own the original copy of. Or a original copy. The Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders missing. Oh, that's the headline. Wait, 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 wait. Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk and Southwest Showdown. So here's the thing. I don't watch football, but I definitely know that the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders are not like other cheerleaders. There's something... like They have their own TV movie, apparently. Does anyone know how popular they were at this time? Kevin, do you know about this? Yeah, they were quite popular um, hmm. in, all, in all avenues, in all levels of movie genres really? right up into right up to if people know the adult don't say movies. it don't. <laughs> oh, yes. we're all thinking about it i just found out today what? that debbie does dallas was a parody of the dallas cheerleaders yes. i didn't know that yeah. i had no idea yeah, uh, so i mean yeah they were i was gonna say I we've mean, all de- seen yeah. one of them but like you don't have to like no, i've never watched anybody any, here never uh, but uh no, um, yeah, they were huge. I mean, they, they became very uh, popular. I mean, Dallas has always been one of those top football teams, uh, professional football teams, um, you know, successful. But, yes, they were very, very popular for years when we were growing up, um, you know, people that loved their football, and you would hear about them all the time. So it was, huh. yes. So I kind of chuckled. I have this one, too, somewhere, and I still have it. I don't know where, though. Yeah, isn't um, that funny? I've got this one, too. I think it's because it's the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Who doesn't want one of those comic books? I have no idea. But that was definitely one that was floating around everywhere around where I live. Interesting. Okay. Well, okay, so let's find out what happens in this one. First of all, I believe this is art by John Romita Sr. So, yeah. So Peter Parker is just coming out of... uh, Which store is this? Uh, Sanger Harris. Sanger Harris. Okay. So Peter's oh Peter's walking on with a girl named Fran who we've never seen before and we'll never see again. But they just went but shopping. The, yeah, she's a they, Dallas child. She's a Dallas cowboy cheerleader. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they went to high school together. Yeah. Yes. They, oh, that's right. That's right. 
So then they load their trunk. She takes off. She joins back up with the other Dallas cheerleaders, right? And mm-hmm. they're, they're taking a bus along. And, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I, they're driving the bus, I believe. Yes. I completely forgot. I read, about, I read this a couple of days ago. I completely forgot everything. But they basically, now, do they stop? Is this, do they break down? I don't remember. So they, no, they get lost in the rain. Yeah. Okay. And they end yeah. up at a military base. Well, yeah. they were going to a military base to perform for the, the army oh, people. Oh, okay. Shows what I know. Okay. And they, they, they turn to the wrong military base. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's get okay. the story going. Yeah. yeah, sure. Great. The Mike's like, what is the, I wasn't paying attention to any of the plot at all. Well, well there's a reason there wasn't a plot, so yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. Anyway, so then uh, so then they go into the rooms, and um, they're all good to go. But then we cut over to oh, the leader. Everyone knows the leader, who's one of the Hulk's main villains back in the old days. Never <laughs> he's, just, he's just sitting in his little control room, uh, and he's, like, got a model of, like, the... Like, I guess the city below him that he's talking about taking over. It's pretty cool. And uh, he's just plotting, you know, his plot. And uh, and basically, you know, the girls are like walking around like the base and like the the army is like, you know, playing cards and kind of ignoring them, letting them go wherever they want. But they're like, huh, something fishy's going on over there. So they run over to this bunker and they see... Um, they see uh, a, one of the guys in the army is like, once we have command of the missile silos and the leader controls the SAC defense systems, the country is ours. So they've sprung on, they've, you know, this plot that's going on between the leader and like this army, these army guys, whatever. So then um, she calls up Peter Parker and uh, something, she's like, something strange is going on here. They're trying to take over the country. And so he's like, uh oh, I better get on that. So he's like, this is so important. He's like, I better. I think I better get on that base first thing tomorrow morning. I mean, you think he'd go now, but whatever. Okay, fine. So then he goes to um, he uh, like the next morning he goes and sees the the newspaper and it says Chiller is missing. So now he knows something's afoot, right? So then he goes and talks to uh, wait, hold on a sec here. Oh yeah. So then he drives over to the army base. And he's like trying to figure out what's going on, and they're not really being cooperative. But <laughs> I love this shot of him changing to a Spider-Man costume, but he's got like his pants down around his ankles. It's just something you don't see every day, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so then Spidey swings into action, and uh, he gets shot at by a tank. And we see that a bunch of these tanks are shooting at the Hulk, and the Hulk is attacking the tanks, swinging the tanks around. Feel free to jump in if I'm getting any of this wrong. But then, um, I mean, that's it. No, he is he is fighting those tanks. Yep. <laughs> so then, Spider Man eventually goes to the base, sees all these tanks and are in soldiers, and then he runs into Fran, hmm. and uh, and then so so he goes in and is like talking to the uh, the cheerleaders, trying to find out what's going on, and he's like, they're like, that's all we overheard, Spidey. Um, except that he'll go on to challenge the world. So he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna investigate further. So then he hides the cheerleaders. Oh no! What does he do? He gets them. Oh, he gets them. To, <laughs> he gets them to dress up as soldiers. So they so they put on the uniforms and then they go into the other room where the other soldiers are and they're like, "We're here to relieve you, uh, leader's orders." Of course, we'll report to the Hulk, we'll report to the Hulk detail. So those guys take off, and meanwhile these guys are fighting the Hulk. And as, by the way, I'm clicking through all these like there's like five ads for every one page of story. There's like five ads of advertising mm-hmm. crap. So then Spider-Man goes out and like the leader has got this robot 
thing <laughs> that's like shooting at the Hulk and then he, Spider-Man jumps into the action. He's getting shot at. Okay, remember when I said the other one was the worst one? I might change my story when I get to the end of this. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So then, the other um, one had a panda. This one has... Yeah, this one might be the worst. Anyway. This one is... Yeah. So then, uh, so then they shoot a missile, and then the Hulk jumps on it, then it explodes, and then he falls back to Earth, and then I don't even know what happens. Then he just decides to take off. He's like, he splits. He's out of there. So then the uh, then the the cheerleaders dressed up as soldiers are like, "All a president accounted for, sir." They're like, "Oh yes, well, at ease. Let's get let's get you ladies to the real base." Oh, so these, these are the real guys. The real guys have come and met up with them. Yeah, the, the real <laughs> yeah. army shows up. Yeah, the real army. So then the next day, we see the Dallas cheerleaders all dressed up in their infamous uniforms, <laughs> short shorts and boots and, like, the shirt, the cutoff shirt. And then that's it. And then Peter Parker is dressing with Fran again at Sanger Harris. And that's the end of the story. And honestly, I don't know what happened. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how the story ended, like, did the Hulk do something? Why did he take off? I have no idea. I guess he He's stopped the, the missile. Yeah, he stopped the missile. So that's the end of the story, I guess, right? So I'm done with the desert. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't do a good job of summarizing that. Sorry, guys. But uh, I changed well, my mind. No, this was the worst one, but the art was really good. You kind of summarized how I... It was probably how yeah. I would read it. Yeah. Um, okay, let's jump around. So, Bex Luther, what would you think of this one? This is the worst one. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um... Why is the Hulk there? He doesn't do anything. Don't have him fight it's a tank just to and then sell a book or, or promote. Uh, it. Yeah, it, but like, the... just have somebody else with Peter. Like, why is it gotta be the Hulk? Like, does does, does Dallas really like the Hulk? Do they like? Is he the most popular character besides Spider Man right now? At that time, he was yes. because of the show. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the TV show. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That's why the Hulk's there. But still, he's uh, yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't know what he's doing there though. Just... Nobody in this comic book talks like a person. They're just commercial fodder. Uh -huh. Um, it's it's bad. It's they're just like oh yeah, Fran, you know the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader who is good <laughs> friends with Peter Parker, the biggest nerd loser on the planet. Like no. No, this girl did not talk to him in high school. There's absolutely no way. None of the cheerleaders talked to me in high school. So, like, Peter's got less of a chance than that. Um, unrealistic is what I'm saying. And then he, like, Spider-Man just in a room full of scantily clad cheerleaders is just a really funny image to me. Like, he's just sitting there. He's like, well, girls, looks like we got to dress up as soldiers and get them. Like, it's uh -huh. so bizarre. Nothing makes sense. Um... The leader is the villain? Sure. I love the Why leader. Not? I like his head. I like his big head. <laughs> I like okay. his head, too. I yeah, do like the head. leader's design. But it just... The thing with Craven, at least, like... Peter's there to take pictures of the panda. The Hulk's there because he wants to sleep in the, in the zoo. Yeah. Craven's there to get the Hulk. Peter's there to fight Craven. Like, everybody... We're all in Kansas for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's all connected, yeah. We're in Dallas because that's where the cheerleaders are. <laughs> I just, I hated it. I hated it so bad. It was just like, look at these pretty girls. Aren't they pretty? Also, Spider-Man's here. Cool. You like Spider-Man, right, kids? Tell your mom to take you to Sanger Harris. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's stupid. Um, for some reason, Spider-Woman's in an ad near the end. Why couldn't mm. she be in the comic? That'd be fun. Have like Spider-Man and Spider-Woman. And the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders? Because they gotta have the Hulk. 
Okay, we'll have him too, I guess. Like, why is Spider-Woman in the ad, but not... Well, because like, she had her on cartoons, so she was popular too, right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, then put her in the comic. Then put her in the comic. Like, you have all these cheerleaders have a female superhero. Well, easier said than been... done. Then they have to rewrite it, is... it. Then they have to draw it. It is a teenage girl underwear ad, so it'd be mm. weird if the Hulk was there. Mm. Or it would get me to buy underwear if I saw an underwear ad, but the Hulk was in it, but it was for teenage girls. I'd be like, that's for me. 110%. <laughs> Your body's changing, ladies, but so is the Hulk's, and he wears this clothes fine, so maybe, you know, buy some panties. I don't know, it's just bad. It's bad and weird, and I hate it. <laughs> and I bet I bet some loser has, like, 30 issues of these, and it's wor and he's, like, ranking up the price, and it costs 20 bucks right now. Wait. Shut well, up, Mike. You're on to me. Hold on. <laughs> uh, now, I'm now being sold at Jolie's comic book store. Anyway, okay, so speaking of... I only counted, like, eight. Yeah, uh, Julie, what'd the you other think ones of were stuck one? together, so she couldn't sell them. I don't know what was going on with those. It's weird. Look, I, what's wrong that I have 40 copies, okay? <laughs> the number keeps going up every time it's yeah. mentioned. I mean, as a former cheerleader, I have a, a soft spot for this one, but, like, <laughs> who doesn't? Um... <laughs> what? Anyway, this isn't. Go ahead. I wanted this one to be good, but it, it was immediately terrible because they're like, "Oh well, we're going to an army base because that's what the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders slash any cheerleaders or like any girl groups, especially if you're like you know, um, only marginally well known. Like we just went to entertain the troops and boost morale, like." I can't believe they did stuff like this, but whatever. Well, what's the other? Um, they're like synonymous with the Rockettes, really. But anyway, the USO girls. Yeah. So it's Marilyn like Marilyn Monroe. They did all that stuff. Yeah, back in the day. So it's like okay, cool. They do this, but they go to the wrong base. <laughs> and this you've never, is my, Jolie. This you've never been my... driving to a military base and accidentally end up at a different one. Exactly. Um, they don't know. Only, only one time. <laughs> but my okay. Do you know what? Here's the thing. This is garbage. But the very my the, my my favorite part about this book, and it's my favorite part about comics in general, is he's like the leader. When it cuts to the the leader in his room, um, when one of the soldiers tells him the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders are there, he's like, by accident. The Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders have stumbled upon our operations, but they must not interfere. Like, just send them, send them away. I don't, uh -huh. I don't understand why they're still there. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're just a bunch of harmless cheerleaders. Yeah, like even at the beginning, the they're at the gates outside of the facility and the soldiers stop them and they're like well we better bring them in just in case they saw something it's like <laughs> are you just are you showing your secret plan out in the open in the rain in this yeah. secret facility yes, good point what do you good point, good what? Point. <laughs> they definitely didn't see anything they couldn't see that's why they're here yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah right. it's just it could have like I'm just trying to quickly scramble to see if there's any other like decent plot uh, that could they could have 
concocted oh to God. allow these poor women what? to also be part of the story because it was a really weird way to get the Hulk in a story to get the leader in a story um, mm-hmm. to get the department store involved they had to rope in a, they had to make up a woman because I, I mean Peter wouldn't be in Texas he wouldn't be in Dallas just shopping like that department store didn't sell sets like they didn't sell a Stetson that they could just like send him on assignment he'd be like I've always wanted a Stetson like come on that's the first thing I would buy in Dallas I wondered who the writer was and they got it signed like that night when they were leaving and so they over a bottle of cheap scotch wrote this story as quickly as they could because they needed to have it ready for the next day or something yeah Mm. it was pretty wild Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm Terrible. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I give this zero plopped pandas out of ten. Uh, okay, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, it's not great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> things just happen for reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason that like this needs to be the leader. Like, it could be anybody. Like. That's true. If they replaced him with Doctor Doom, the move, the, the 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 issue would be the same. If they replaced him with like any other character, there would right. be no like nothing changing in the story. Same with the Hulk. I mean, it could have been any superhero or like person like distracting them. They didn't even really need a distraction. Spider Man could have just snuck into the into the facility. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, him yeah randomly being friends with a cheerleader sure that's fine but like uh, uh how does he find out even like he, he gets a call from them because they sneak out and like find a phone yeah fran calls him uh, and she remembers his hotel room number i guess <laughs> right <laughs> i Damn. i guess i don't know it's uh everything just kind of there are things that happen and there's no reason for them to happen mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a weird one. Mm-hmm. Alright, Kev N, tell us what you think. I know you love Spidey. I know you love Hulk, so tell us what you thought of this one. I think uh, get find the, the issue, get it slabbed, get a 10.0 CGC slabbed version of it, frame it, put it on the wall because it's just... It's so amazing. Not um, <laughs> if only so nobody can open it up and read what's inside. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's <laughs> probably <go>. yeah. <laughs> exactly. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm definitely Spider-Man, Hulk, uh, you know, fan and all that. But um, oh, I, I don't. There's not much more I can. Con- this, this was the worst of the three for me. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's like I said. They. You could tell someone was given this as an assignment. There's maybe a concept there, but I mean, I could see this. If this was written today, this would be like a year-long maxi series of like world domination, and you know, because he wants to blow up all these cities and everything, and it would be like, well, there's a mystery behind it, but it's all jammed in, it's all over the place. Like there is about three or four pages, I think. I I don't have it up with me, where the soldier keeps telling them, brings them in the room, says they're going to get coffee soon or snacks and refreshments, and he keeps, and then it goes to another panel and he says it again i'm like okay you just told them that like they mm-hmm. get it they're not stupid you know um it's just it's really weird the flow of it it's just it's so rushed it's just 
was like, oh, I have a plot idea. And they had three sentences. And then he just kind of probably just went with as quick as they could, fill it in there. And yeah, it, it's it's just doesn't nothing connects with it. You can tell it's just like, oh, it's, you know, we're going to put these people in it. And because, A, they're local two celebrities. Uh, then you got your two popular characters at the time. Um, who we get for a villain? Um, well, let's do it for the Hulk. So the leader. <laughs> I don't even think a lot of people, I guess unless you're a huge Hulk fan, like the leader, I don't know how big he was even back then. Right, you know? right. Uh, so it's kind of weird that way. And, um, you know, it was, it's that, it was funny. I chuckled though. It was the classic. You got the mad supervillain that's going to take the world over and you foil his operations. You know, you, 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 you run into it and cause all, you know, the problems with it. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, I would just kind of, anyone want to just maybe look at it real quickly and then just put it back in the comic bag if you, you're on board and put it away and say, yeah, I've got a old giveaway comic from the, you know, the early eighties. Cause it's just, yeah, there's, there's, I, I don't even know what to say. It, it's just horrible. And I'm sad because it's Spider-Man and I'd probably back then remember, I don't even remember reading it. I, I think I probably was one of the ones where I started to read it and went, Oh, I think this is for uh, someone younger than me. And I was 12 or 13 when right, I read it. Right. So <laughs> it's not good. It takes a lot to put make a comic book about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, give it to a 13-year-old boy, and that guy go, mm, I don't I don't like it. Not for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for exactly. Babies. It's like, yeah, it's just it's like, what? Yeah. Also, it just, yeah. it's too bad to waste John Romita Sr. on this, right? Because he wasn't even doing the regular Spider-Man comic at this time. So... Why would they no. waste him on this? It just seems ridiculous, but anyway. That's right. So the poor guy uh, probably, you know, said, oh, I got to do an all-nighter here and get this finished. So mm-hmm. that too. Wait, Josh, I keep forgetting. Did you review yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just like the story. To say, but... We forgot yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah. It I, was I, just. Uh, yeah, there's not much to it. I know. I know. Yeah. Fun, though. Wait, wasn't it fun? No. It's a Bad Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, I, I that's say, what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like an episode of the cartoon from the eighties. Spider Man and his amazing friends. Yeah, but that show is a masterpiece, though. So it's not yeah, quite that the same. Exactly. So everybody gave a review, right? 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 <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Parker. Yep. Parker, what'd you think? No comment. Zonked. No comment. Oh, that's how you know it's bad. Mm-hmm. Even the dog wouldn't chew it up. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to jump to our final comic this week, which is... Oh, shit. The Great Rodeo Robbery. And, Becca, you're going to tell us what this one's about, right? Do you have it open? Just um, stall for time. Wasting time. Okay, so this comic, if we had to guess who drew this one... Okay, I'm ready. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say John Romita Sr. again. <laughs> and this is even... Actually, this artwork is even better. But anyway, go ahead. Mike, shush, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> and go. Actually has something interesting to talk yeah. about. But I'm just like, no, 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 no. Me, my turn. No, go ahead. No, that's it. Go I ahead. just think it's John Romita Sr. again. Oh, again? Yeah, it looks... Kind of looks like the faces. Better. Really good, this yeah. artwork. Yeah, I, I noticed that about it. <laughs> yeah, those like well, there's, there's only so little that's good, right? Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. have to. You, you can tell you by like the close up, like detailed faces, uh, like especially at the beginning with like 
Peter holding up the newspaper to JJ yeah. and like, yeah. There might be some Herb Trimpy in there, either penciling or inking. I can't tell, but there's definitely Ramita influence. But anyway. Well, Herb, yeah, Herb Trimpy wasn't that good when it came to that look, but Herb uh, was phenomenal for uh, layouts. Yeah. As Stan Lee always told him, Herb, you're not a very good artist, but you're a good storyteller. Right, right, right. Okay, so uh, Josh, or no, Becca, you tell us what's, what's, what's going on in this one. Well, it's friggin' kids what, what's going on it's like it's like you're like my grandmother you're like yeah. becca smetha richard whatever one you are get over here review this comic okay um so we're continuing the trifecta of peter in the south for some reason these all take place in the southern states mm-hmm. which is i guess fun like get him out of new york he can't advertise in new york for some reason um point. and this one is spider-man the incredible hulk the great rodeo robbery and it's we're advertising Follies this time. Any fun facts about the department store Follies? Mm. No? Cool. <laughs> Never heard of it, to be honest. They use the same font as the Canadian grocery chain Soapies, and that's mm. it. Mm. They do. Also, I'm sure Macy's kind bought of them. Kind Zeller's mm. too. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to Zeller's. Also purchased by Macy's. <laughs> but yeah, wait. Like, it's just a conglomerate. So we start off, and Peter's with Jay Jonah this time. Actually, he doesn't go to Texas alone. He's actually with somebody, which is fun. Um, and Jonah is upset about everything, as he it normally is. He's upset about city politics, muggings, subway delays. <laughs> he wants to see some real people, some real heroes, like cowboys, I guess. So he takes Peter, and they go to the rodeo. Um, after they see in another newspaper that this one guy is really good at whatever they do at the rodeo. As you could tell, I've never been to one. Um, <laughs> You're not going to like don't what know. they do. Oh, probably not. It's probably sad to all of the animals. Um, mm-hmm. Great. But yeah, this this one guy, he's can't be defeated at rodeoing. So they're like, gonna he's what a, a real American hero. Really good horses, I guess. Um, so they, they take, get on a plane, they go to Texas, and they show up in the middle of a parade for this man. Good timing. And um, it looks like his partner, Annie Bell, who's also a cowgirl, she's constantly referred to as a cowgirl. And they're like, oh no, we're like, we're, we stick out like a sore thumb. So Jonah goes and buys some clothes. Because every one of these, somebody has to go buy some clothes. <laughs> um, but then P- Peter's spider sense goes off, and he sees... One of the enforcers. Yeah. Are the enforce the enforcers are something, right? Yes. Like they're actually Ox. okay. Yes. Classic yeah, Steve Ox Dicto. of the enforcers. Yep. So his spider sense goes off and he looks over at a cowboy on a horse and it's and it's Ox from the Enforcers. He's like, What's this guy doing here? That's crazy. And he looks around and it's the other two enforcers, uh Fancy Dan yeah. and Montana Slim. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um so Peter's like, uh oh, these 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 jerks are here. Something's going on. Better better figure it out. And then we got a bunch of ads, and then we pan back over to um, a, a barn where Bruce Banner is working as a stable hand, and he's talking about how sad his life is. And every time he turns into the Hulk, he's got to go to a new place and a new job. Um, and he sees the cowboy guy, whose name Rex Ryder. Reddit, there it is. Um, he sees him acting suspicious. He's going around being all sketchy, or whatever. So he thinks, he's like, maybe I should follow him. And he's like, nah, not my problem. Good job. Stay in your lane, Bruce. <laughs> um, and then we find out that Rex Ryder is talking to the enforcers who are telling him that he needs to throw his next 
rodeo thing. <laughs> Whatever you do at the rodeo. He has to throw that and lose so that they can bet against him and get a bunch of money. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. And they're like, betcha, we kidnapped your girlfriend. So they show Annie's all tied up. And he's like, well, I guess I have no choice. Which, you know it fair? No bull of him. Good job, bud. Um, so he's like, I guess I'll just throw. So then uh, the next day we're at the big championship rodeo thing. And guy on a horse hanging out. And Rex Ryder's talking about how he's like ready to lose because gotta save your girlfriend. And then... Oh, right. And I for forgot. Um, and then we pan back over to Bruce Banner really quick, and he's just, like, still doing stable hand stuff, and he turns around, and who does he see but the frickin' rhino just hanging out in Texas. <laughs> um, at first, I was very confused. I was like, is the rhino working with the enforcers? <laughs> no. Completely unrelated to everything else that's been happening. The rhino is just here. Stealing briefcases. <laughs> Stealing briefcases of money at a rodeo, as one does. So Bruce is like, uh-oh, I'm going to follow that guy because he's probably up to something bad. And then the rhino turns around, realizes he's been spotted, and backhands Bruce Banner across the face. And obviously this ticks the Hulk off, so Bruce turns into the Hulk and goes after the rhino. The rhino runs away mm -hmm. and sees the Hulk and goes, mm, you know what, fam, mm -hmm. not today, and <laughs> runs away. But not before he busts through a stable that busts through the rodeo, knocks Rex Ryder off of his... <laughs> not uh, That's not a horse, that's a bull. Punches the and bull now, in the face. <laughs> yeah, punches the bull in the face. Like, doesn't just, like, headbutt him or run around, just punches him in the face. Um, and then Peter is in the audience with J. Jonah. I would love to point out that Jonah is fully decked out in his Texan best, whereas Peter's just wearing regular clothes. So Peter's like, oh, that's probably not good. So he puts on his spidey outfit and he goes and he saves Rex. And he's like, Rex tells him, be like, oh, Spider-Man, you got to help me. My girlfriend's been captured by the enforcers. And then the, one of the enforcers sees Spider-Man. He's like, crap, I got to go tell my friends. So Peter then, what does he do? Right. He's like, oh, no, I have to save everyone from the Hulk and the Rhino. But then he doesn't have to for some reason. Oh, the, the Hulk just runs after Rhino. And Peter's like, Fru, dodge that bullet. So he goes to go help um, save Annabelle, the cowgirl. Mm. Sorry if I'm like stumbling. This is not great mm. <laughs> storytelling. I'm not really sure what's happening half the time. Um, so Peter goes and he fights the enforcers and it's a very easy fight. Um, meanwhile, the Hulk and Rhino are just duking it out. Rhino gives him a big headbutt. The Hulk is like a little dazed, but not really. Rhino's like, whoa, can't believe he took that headbutt so good, even though he's literally the Hulk, but okay, be surprised. Um, and then the Hulk punches Rhino into a van that just then goes over a cliff and then goes right into the the stage wagon that they have Annie in. So Peter's like, oh, crud, gotta, gotta save her. So swoops in at the last second, ties up the bad guys, saves the girl, um... And then, what does the Hulk do? Oh, he just like, That's, oh, no. He, he breaks the van. The Hulk smashes the van. And just hops away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then just, just leaves. See ya. Yep. Yeah, literally, yeah. like, not even, like, very unceremoniously just hops away after That's destroying the, the van. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And then the day's saved, and then Rex shows up on his horse, and then Peter is taking pictures of them, and they go, 
well, you know what you need? Guy who I know is not Spider-Man, but I'm acting like I know he's Spider-Man. Some new clothes. So they go to Follies, they get all dressed up nice, and then Peter and J. Jonah hop back on that flight, and J. Jonah's like, can't wait to tell this story back home. Oh, everyone's going to be so excited. Picks up the newspaper for the town they were just in, and they've already covered it. Oh, too late. And he's, like, so mad. The end. What? Okay. Then there was then there was the sick maze. The, 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 this is the worst one of all three. No, 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 wait. This is the best one. I'll give you two examples, okay? What? The panda one. As I'm reading it. There's no panda. On page, digital page, what is this? 21. When Enforcer, 21? is that his name? When he's running towards the other two and he says, Montana, Fancy Dan, the whole thing's coming down around our ears. The rhino popped up and botched everything. He stole the ticket money. Now, I'm not saying that's great, but the fact that we are changing points of view to the villains and we're actually seeing how they're just re- like regular guys with a regular thing they want to do, I just thought that that was, makes this one a tiny step above the other ones. It wasn't so juvenile and so stupid that it actually felt like there was real people pushing the story forward. So I thought that was cool. And then there was another part that I enjoyed when Becca was um, reviewing it, but now I can't remember what the freaking part was. I already forgot. If it comes back to me, I'll let you know. But I definitely thought this was the uh, best one. It really impacted you. Yeah. You'll find it. Uh, Kevin, (laughs) what did you think of this one? Uh, It was the second uh, of the least favorite, or the middle ground. Um, It reminds me of back in the day when they came up with the Marvel superheroes role-playing game. Um, This is dating myself but they first came out with it and it was a big thing and i remember I bought it and it's like hey we're gonna play it tonight and so he said okay uh i love spider-man i'm gonna be spider-man okay let me get up some of his villains out of the book here uh okay and i'll throw the, it, it's it's that the all of these have this it's like grab some villains grab some guys mm-hmm. and make up a real quick storyline and it reminds me of even doing the classic dungeon dragons thing where you go all right you're all sitting around a bar and or a tavern and a guy comes up to you and ta- tells you about this dungeon not too far away it's just like <laughs> it doesn't you know it, it's it wasn't bad but there's just like what first of all the rhino the poor guy can't get out of that suit back in the day right you can never get out of that suit that was the, mm. one of the big problems he had so but for him to be walking around <laughs> this <laughs> this place is like wh- and that was the thing too i, I was reading what 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 where the rhino come from Wait a minute, did I miss something? Yeah. So there was just those where everything's kind of slapped in. Enforcers was a good old classic 60s look. He's right. still sporting the uh, Fiora the hat. And uh, I find that interesting still with some of the 80s comics. And some of the cliches and some of the looks and things that were back even late 50s, all the way through the 60s and stuff of comics. Like everything before, as we know, the internet took a little bit longer move around like right some great so certain general concepts like the way they do the stories the cons you know the they're all very similar in a lot of ways and it's a format right mark you know you know abc pump it out abc pump it out kind of thing you know so i think you know you definitely see it with these because they obviously just were getting these out as a promotional thing but sure um I, I didn't find it that interesting. Um, I don't know why they're all of a sudden in Texas and they, this guy, I guess, you know, they're enforcers, they're gang dudes, but it just kind of is weird a little. Um, I love that everyone always kept money in briefcase, like, or, or purses <laughs> or bags. You know, they didn't lock, you know, they're just put in, in a, you know, a trailer there. And I'd say like, don't, didn't they have little safes back then? I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was kind of funny, but 
yeah, I, it was great to see some of the classic guys. I, and I do like, I did like the art in terms of the panels, the way they did. Like, yeah, you've got the panels where you see Ox running and they, they he flips the perspective around. Um, I like the Rhino. I've always thought he was a cool character. I don't know why. I just thought he looked neat. And this yeah, he's got a cool look for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they show the charging. So, I mean, the visuals were fine, but yeah, it just, it was not an exciting story. It was boring it was a snooze fest it really was it was like it just didn't have a lot for me on it compared i don't know just just didn't make it's again it, it just not connecting with why everyone should be there and like there's reasons mm-hmm. for them to be there i mean yeah okay i guess the enforcers had their reason but why are they all the way from new york all the way down now and i don't know it's just mm-hmm. anyway so yeah i would give this <laughs> a second one uh if you're of the three if you're going to it's in the middle yeah, I feel like I've got the same problems with this issue as I did the last one, except for this one was not fun. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. like I have the same. Like, why is Rhino here? Why is any of this happening? Things are just kind of like happening because we need to find some way to shoehorn all of this stuff into one comic so we can have this like big event going on. Um, except for like. I wasn't impressed or like I didn't laugh at the cheesiness of any of this one really. Um, like the only takeaway I, I took from this is like, wow, Spider-Man using his web as a lasso is such a smart, interesting thing to do. Yeah, like yeah. if you're going to do it like and then he does it once and then we're done and then we're back to like back to the regular boring story where nothing really is going on. Um. I loved the ads in this one. <laughs> I loved the ads yeah! in this one. They're ridiculous. Yeah. There's one, there's there's four ads in a row that particularly are just wild. The first well, one. Well, they all tell a story, right? These, They're all connected. Yeah, these one, this story is insane. This, forget the forget the cowboys, forget this the, the is Spider-Man. Better. I didn't even notice so, that. Where are so they? The, uh, it's a yeah. original page like ten, yeah. like after after well, the first, nine. The first one is like right after the cover, and they all are a continuous story. Mm. Okay. Right, but uh, oh, because it says to be continued. I didn't even see that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they heard some screaming in the haunted house. They go in, but like, this is the big thing. This girl comes out and she says, it's Janet's mom. Someone inside the haunted house grabbed her purse. And she's like <laughs> posing with a balloon. Um, the next, the next, the next ad, the one girl is like, got her head tilted back. She's like showing off her flowy dress. The other one's doing like a little plie, like, ooh, look at my cool pink polka dot dress. I'll run fast to get my dad. He's a policeman. And then in like big block comic letters, wait. And then to be continued. It's like, oh my God, what is going to happen next? What's going to happen? I'll tell you. These two boys, let's block the exit with folding chairs. Quick, let's go. Our plan worked. He stumbled over the chairs. Okay. We've done it. You know what? I'm gonna we add to that. I think that. And then the next, the next ad too is not kids with Hello Kitty. It keeps going. Sorry, go ahead. I was Mike. gonna say all of them connect. I just looked through the entire thing yeah. is one story, but yeah. it's it's garbage because they're talking about things happening off panel. All they had to do was show them, and it could sort of work. 
right? No. Uh, it's called storytelling, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're not doing. But how am I going to see all of these like cool jeans? <laughs> but you guys didn't even get to the best part of the story. Yeah, what? The, the one. Read, read the one, Josh. Read the one right after <laughs> the, the Hello last Kitty one. Where one? He, yes. So there, this is a page full of Hello Kitty memorabilia. We've got a Hello Kitty backpack, Wait. Hello Kitty lunch pail, Hello mm-hmm. Kitty thermos, Hello Kitty. What is that? A pack of cigarettes? <laughs> yes. Becky's dad comes <laughs> running back to the haunted house. Ha- sorry. What's that, Kevin? Oh, uh, uh, Becky's dad comes. Yeah. I didn't even know it existed. What the hell? The highest Hello grossing property Kitty in existence is, is Hello Kitty. I, I, I didn't yeah. hear of it until five years ago. But anyway. Oh, my God. We keep going on tangents. There's a the best <laughs> the part of the story, story is the yet to come. The plot, Mike, please. Okay, okay. Get to the plot. Get to the plot. <laughs> Becky's dad comes running back to the haunted house just in time to grab the crook before he escapes. And Janet's mom is giving back her purse as the kids all cheer. And who is thinking this thought? Um, I assume Hello Kitty. <laughs> I assume it's Hello Kitty. Because nobody else is here. Next ad, we have uh, Janet's mom is posing. And this little boy, Janet's mom gave us all a reward. And uh, he's got a big lollipop wearing some cool bell-bottom jeans. Um, We see a page full of socks. The kids are excited about the reward and are feeling proud to be called heroes. Suddenly, the happy conversation is interrupted by a little boy's sobs. Something is going on. Then we have uh, an ad where it's a picture of some shoes. And actually, we got some roos. We got some kangaroos. Mm-hmm. Are those shoes? Yeah. These are shoes. So this was like a big uh, company back in the 80s. And the reason why I knew this was because um, I saw some at a store one time, like within the last like few years. I'm like, oh, I've never heard about this. These are shoes that have pockets hidden in them. Mm-hmm. Like a what? kangaroo pouch. Yeah. I, and I became obsessed with it. And like the department store I was in didn't have my size in kangaroo shoes. So I just like <laughs> was like looking for kangaroo shoes because I wanted shoes with pockets in them. But alas, they're just gone. Yep. Even the kangaroo shoe website is just like, here's our history. We don't have anything to sell you, but... Here it is. Oh. They're just gone. Yeah. Anyways, what's going on now? Oh, yeah. Susan breaks away from the group and walks over to the little boy to find out why he's crying. She quickly returns to share the news with the rest of the kids. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, he wanted to race his pet armadillo, but he said it got away. Oh, my God. It's so Crazy. sad. Yeah. It looks like um, we're off on another adventure. Yeah. The freshest shoes on this little boy with the sickest little kick of a heel. Right? <laughs> it's bizarre. so weird because it's like, that's right? It's so, it's like a bizarro story because then it just starts to not make sense. They're like, oh, it turned out it wasn't a real armadillo. It was just a fake armadillo. Ha 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 ha. And then they, <laughs> and then they yeah. start to set up. A school carnival caper. Well, this is the this is the back cover, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, so the school carnival caper the is the thing we just read. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. But anyway, so yeah, 
that way better and more interesting to read than whatever was going Honestly. on with Peter and the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Mike. I can't disagree. <laughs> Here's the thing. This one, again, now that I've kind of skimmed through it again, it is crap. But there, are, <laughs> there are a few things that I did like. Right, but, right, but right. But Jolie, you have not given us your review of this story, have you? Uh, In detail, which one? come on. Like she reviewed, How the, many pandas? she reviewed the ads, but she didn't review the Spidey Hulk story. Did you? No. There was a Spidey story in this. Mm-hmm. Here, would you Does like to tell you what happens the again? <laughs> <laughs> No, please, Mike. No, <laughs> it's a joke. Um, my favorite part was the Hulk being a stable boy. Because, <laughs> mm. the, the, because that's like. Have they set this up before? Is this something that the Hulk does? This is something no. that like, Bruce does. I, I, he has he, he like goes from town to town yeah. sometimes and has odd jobs and then turns into the Hulk and then has to leave and find a new place to get odd jobs and then turn into the Hulk yeah. and then leave. Yeah, which I <laughs> like. He's like he's like Ted Bundy, but without yeah the sex and murder. Right. Well, maybe there's murder, but there's. You there know, might be murder. Definitely no sex. Yeah, there isn't like sexy murder. Okay. Not for but like he's definitely somehow conveniently the stable hand at this rodeo. That was the kind of like laugh out loud moment for me. It's like later at the rodeo, a maverick work hand named Bruce Banner coffee flies out of my mouth. Like <laughs> wh- why wh- how? Why is he here? He's well, like a scientist. If he's going to travel from town to town getting jobs, maybe like <laughs> this is what this is the job he picked. I don't know. I feel like there's I, like why not I be a janitor in a science facility? I think the whole thing is he's on the run. Oh, okay. So he's like this is to, yeah. This is five steps better than Carney. <laughs> I will say though, like when I was scrolling through the comic, I was like, ooh. Who's this handsome farmhand? And I was like, Bruce Banner. <laughs> you can tell by... So why the drum's so hot? The pants being purple. I mean, please crush my and head with those thighs. Like... The green shirt and the purple pants. Yeah. yeah I was like, oh, right. <laughs> okay. I, I'm glad I wasn't the only one that thought that when I saw this Why dude. are the drums so hot? Because yeah. John Romita <laughs> Sr. can't draw anyone ugly. He Everyone he draws is like a romance comic. Disagree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, um, I googled Rex Ryder to see if he was a real cowboy. Well, here's the thing. Oh. Uh-huh. In a way, he is. If you don't, if you Google Rex Ryder without uh, googling, what's her name? Oh. Bella something or other. Annabelle. 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 Uh, if you don't Google their <clears throat> names together, this comic doesn't come up. Instead, you get uh, X-rated director Rex Ryder. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, backspace, backspace. (laughs) (laughs) Or, I mean, continue, has hit enter, and just, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Incognito mode first, hold on. Yes, yes, yes. You guys hear me, or? Oh, yes. (laughs) No. Now now we do. back. Oh, we we I was gone. I was losing my connection. Yeah, I was sorry. I don't know know why. (laughs) We were just talking about how sexy Bruce Banner was. Oh, yeah, he's handsome. So he didn't miss anything. Yeah. Also, like, why are there um, why are there 
brown men gambling on um, bull fights? Bull riding? It seems weird. Rodeo competition. Yeah. When when they go to threaten Rex Rider, then the next panel, Rex Rider's like two feet taller than him. Just oh, is he? That's funny. Yeah, just crush him with your thighs, like everything about. The- oh yes, he's so tall. Right, right? it's like comically shorter than Rex Rider, and I'm. Mm. Who's that? Fancy Dan or whatever his name is. Uh, whoever it is that is telling Rex that he's got to throw the rodeo. Uh, mm, yeah, I give smaller. I give this three three pandas. Three pandas. Hmm. <laughs> One fat bottom because panda. Because there's horses. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yes. Because there's horses. Because, but because I know that they are also wrangling calves. Um. I cannot give this more. Um. They're just not showing it. I know what a rodeo is. It's disgusting. Uh. Who said it wasn't fun? Josh said it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. Me. Yeah. Like. It could have been at a carnival. It would have been more fun. As evidenced by the side story in the ads. Uh, yeah. Yep, Peter could have saved Janet's mom's purse. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? That actually would have worked. I would have been into that. That would have been Scooby-Doo. That would have been the Scooby-Doo level story I was looking for. And there could have been a fake ghost and it would have been awesome. I don't know. This was terrible. Not good. Yeah. 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 So you guys, I think the last thing I it was the Hello Kitty. So you, you, oh, that was a while I, ago. I didn't know what, what everyone's comment was. Yeah, I know. That's how long I took because I couldn't get back in. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, well, I didn't hear anyone uh, uh, when I met. I mentioned about that. I don't remember. I was just saying I don't remember back then. After Hello Kitty, we talked about shoes for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Shoes with okay, Spider-Man. Shoes right, with yeah. pockets. Yeah, I'm going, cutting it in. I think it's my phone's falling apart here. Well, don't oh, worry. No. We're almost wrapped up. But I'll just say that they did continue to do these giveaways in the 90s, as we discussed earlier. There were a few by Alex Saviak, but after that, it got worse and worse. So I think at the very least, we should be thankful that the art is by John Romita, or partly by John Romita, because the art is good. But I will definitely agree mm-hmm. that the stories are pretty terrible. Yeah, and for the for the rest, I don't, I don't, and uh, while I do apologize to Kevin for having you on for this particular batch of comics, the good news is okay. is that for the rest of this <laughs> podcast, we will only do one more round of these, and that's it. So you only have one more, you know, batch of these to look forward to, guys. Sorry. Hmm. That's sad. I like them. I like talking <laughs> about them. This is these are the most fun podcasts, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, that's news to me, but okay. Well, There's a panel where the rhino just runs into his stable, and then all of these horses are like, whoa, what's going on? And I just kind of want that as my new phone background. <laughs> Josh, get on he's it. Really good at, come true. He's really good at drawing horses going, yeah. whoa, mm-hmm. what's going on? So I guess... The rhino kind of looks like I mean, garbage. is there a need to give recommendations? I don't think any of us recommend this, do we? This last one. No. I recommend the advertisements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. If you want some nostalgia, yeah, and read some of uh, what was being out there. And like I said, I was surprised in some of the ads. Yeah. 
uh, they were kind of cool to see. Like I said, the Hello Kitty one surprised yes. me. Um, and then was, the video was great to see too. But yeah, all those ads were just, I'm sorry, they were mm -hmm. eerie looking. Uh, so creepy. But hey, you know, I guess that's how they did it back then. Try to sell clothes. Well, mm -hmm. on that note, I guess we're going to have to wrap up this week's episode. We want to thank you, Kevin, for joining us. I'm sorry the comics weren't better. But hopefully you enjoyed the discussion. Hey, they. you know what? It was still one of my, my it's my favorite character, Spider-Man. And it's always a joy to look, you know, look at All right. him. So regardless of the stories, you know, you got to you gotta take it for what it I, is. I right? agree. I <laughs> uh, want to thank G.I. Jolie for joining us. Oh, you're mm -hmm. most welcome. <laughs> want to thank Bex Luthor for joining us. One of these ads, this kid has a sick uh, Space Invaders sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm the same size as this 12-year-old boy, so I think I'm going to get Perfect. it. <laughs> right. Also, you're welcome. That store's still open. Ah, oh, crap. I have to go to Macy's. <laughs> and I also want to thank Josh for joining us. Josh, thank you, as always. Oh, yeah. And thank you. uh, you're going to be <laughs> jealous, you, too. Mike. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> But uh, Kevin, you're gonna be jealous because next week, guys, this is the big one. I've been. Oh yeah. Next week, Kevin is a huge fan of Spider-Man. Yes. Next week. And you made him on this. We're episode. reviewing a couple, a couple uh, <laughs> cheesy ones. Scared to succeed. And we have the Spider-Man, which no one's ever heard of. It's by it's another villain by people have never heard of. We're reviewing the Lizard's Revenge, another villain by some villain writers and artists. But Kev. Next week's the big one. Mm -hmm, Amazing mm -hmm. Spider-Man number 289. The Hobgoblin revealed, folks. Oh, this is the big one. Man. And we're going to be joined by special Last guest Andrew Halmer. Be sure to join us next week. And Josh, you can take it from here. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. It really helps when you leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Or you can drop us a line on Twitter at, at HCTSpiderCast. Please let us know what you guys think about the comics we're talking about and uh, podcast itself. We uh, want to keep that comics conversation going. That's right. So until next Monday, see you later. Ah!